Calling out around the world. <laughs> you ready for a brand new beat? Well, this isn't about summers here and dancing in the street. This is about the Brandon chant going global. Yes, that's right. Let's go, Brandon, or F.J. Biden, or, well, let's say it, uh, bro. <laughs> well, it just is basically the chant that says F.U.C.K. Joe Biden is really going wild all over the United Kingdom, Germany, Australia, and elsewhere. Let's listen in. Sky News Australia talks about it. Let's listen to what they have to say. This is Mike of New York. Joe Biden chants have continued over the weekend at events across the United States, including football games and a Jason Aldean concert. The popular chants have gained momentum in the last month and are popular online. The Let's Go Brandon chant has also continued this weekend, this time in Germany. Let's go, Brandon! 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 East Germany. Let's go, Brandon has become a popular chant after race car driver Brandon Brown was partaking in his post-win interview at Talladega last month. The reporter thought the crowd was chanting "Let's go, Brandon" in the background, but they were actually chanting anti-Biden slurs. Even former President Donald Trump has jumped on the bandwagon by releasing new merchandise on his Save America website. Trump's website reads, the team have released the extremely limited t-shirts and you can get one if you contribute $45 or more to his Save America Joint Fundraising Committee. The Washington Post wrote a story on the chants where White House officials claimed they didn't know anything about them. The article writes, administration officials sought to downplay the phenomenon and at least one claimed to be unfamiliar with the Let's Go Brandon chant or its cruder cousin, though they are now chanted everywhere from football stadiums to concert arenas to local bars. Biden's weakness on the world stage continues. The Chinese state media is slamming the Biden administration, saying the current U.S. government is the most incapable and degenerate in the country's history. The U.S. national strength has greatly lost its relative advantage. So the cards of trade and human rights Washington plays to counter China have almost no effect at all. All right, here to talk about it more is former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, my former colleague. John, thank you for joining me on Cudlow. You bet. Good to see you. So, 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 John, I just want to get your take on that statement from China, as uh, bold and bullish as it is, what they must think of America. Yeah, well, uh, Sean, I know you agree with me that uh, we're all foreseeing uh, uh, more of a Joe Biden who will stand and fight as opposed to one that will uh, run, retreat and surrender, as he did in Afghanistan. But 
Um, you know, in this particular case, by torpedoing our policy of strategic ambiguity, um, he ultimately gave China exactly uh, what they wanted, because when he came out and said, uh, we absolutely will defend Taiwan, and the White House, um, in response to what you said, China saying that the, that the uh, administration is incompetent and uh, degenerate, I believe, uh, the White House walked that back and show ultimately it gave uh, you know China exactly what they wanted. If if the policy was we will fight and defend uh, Taiwan, why would you need to walk that policy back? So uh, ultimately, even when Joe Biden tries to talk tough, um, it comes across as weakness and gives our adversaries exactly what they want, which really gets to the to the even larger uh, issue for me, Sean, which is. This is the 20th or 30th time where we've seen the White House do exactly that. Uh, whether we're talking about uh, what Joe Biden knows about intelligence in Afghanistan or what he knows about uh, nuclear sub deals with Australia or in this case, you know, uh, about Taiwan and, and China policy, um, it leaves everyone with the real honest question um, who's making these policies? Because one thing's clear that Joe Biden's foreign policies ultimately aren't being decided by, by Joe Biden. And that's dangerous because our adversaries, not just China, but Russia and Iran, will make calculations or maybe miscalculations uh, based on that lack of clarity. And those types of uh, situations might long outlast Joe Biden as president. Well, to your point, I wish I knew who was actually making those decisions, John. But um, listen, when I read the statement from, from China, my blood boils. I'm an American first. You're an American first. I want my American president to be successful. I disagree with Joe Biden on policy. But they're talking to America as a whole. Um, but should we be surprised with Joe Biden? I think it was Robert Gates, Robert Gates, the former Secretary of Defense, who said that Joe Biden has been wrong on every single foreign policy issue. And here again, he's blundering across the global stage. And I think we're losing credibility. Well, we have lost credibility, and that's why you're seeing these things. What you're seeing is a more aggressive and, and more provocative China and Russia and Iran. And you're going to continue to see that because. Honestly, Sean, if, if you set out to make foreign policy mistakes over the last seven or eight months, from starting from undoing the Remain in Mexico policy at our border, which created a crisis, to you know undoing the Abraham Accords in the Middle East and dealing with Iran that uh, led to a crisis there, to um, you know giving Russia Nord Stream 2 pipeline to let them control energy uh, into Eastern Europe, to all of these things related to China and Taiwan. I mean, you couldn't construct a more disastrous foreign policy than the one that we've witnessed for the first 10 months of the Biden administration. So you know, unfortunately. We've lost credibility. Our adversaries see this as an opportunity. They think we've got three years to accomplish what we want until there may be a return of strong leadership in the White House. And our allies question our commitment uh, to them. And so, you know, these are real dangerous foreign policy uh, waters. We are literally adrift and rudderless is what it appears that the Biden administration foreign policy, when I can't tell you what our policies are because I don't know who's making the decisions ultimately about those policies. So, John, though, if, so if you look at the, the world not respecting America and not respecting our president, is your point that uh, it becomes a far more dangerous world in which we live because uh, there's no, in essence, a cop on the beat because America is, in essence, absent? Absent? Now, let me just give you a, a hypothetical with respect to Iran. So uh, Iran had been dealing with a president who sanctioned them, who killed Soleimani, who took out al-Baghdadi, who crippled their regime with sanctions. Now they've got a, a, a you know, a, a president who has apologized to them, essentially. 
Um, what's to prevent Iran from saying, you know what, let's just go to breakout on an Iranian nuclear weapon. I don't think the Biden administration is going to do anything and we'll become a nuclear power and no one will be able to do anything before it's too late. Then we really will be dealing with problems long after Joe Biden um, is uh, uh, in the White House. Those are the types of things that happen when your foreign policy isn't clear, when your leadership isn't strong, when there's ambiguity and when the White House is constantly walking back what the president said. We never had comments like that coming out of China when, when Donald Trump was president because they knew he would sanction them, he would tariff them, he would take actions, he wouldn't stand for it. Um, red lines are going to continue to get crossed as long as we show weakness from the White House, and, and we're seeing weakness every single day in the first 10 months. You know, let's hope that it doesn't continue for the next three years, no, Sean. No, and I think you're right. The, the Trump administration, administration was clear, um, and they were strong, and uh, they didn't take bullies, and, and uh, they got respect for it. But I want to uh, take a little different direction. So uh, with, the, with the laptop that came out from Hunter Biden, there was information about maybe a, a deal between Hunter and Joe Biden. Right. And uh, we had Hunter Biden doing business in China. Could those business dealings be impacting Joe Biden's willingness to be tough on China? Because this is absolute 100 percent weakness. Is it because of this deal that uh, his son was doing in, in China, in the communist country? Well, of course, I have to be careful about uh, classified information right. that I know that relates to Hunter and Joe Biden um, that has not yet been uh, declassified. But, Sean, I've already publicly said when, when Hunter Biden's laptop appeared and Adam Schiff said it's part of a Russian disinformation campaign, I very clearly said that's not the case. The only intelligence that Adam Schiff gets is the intelligence that I give him as the director of national intelligence. And I didn't give him that because it's not a Russian disinformation campaign. And now, of course, it's, that, that has proven to be the case. And the uh, things that were on Hunter Biden's laptop are very much... Uh, uh, proving to be real and part of a, an ongoing FBI investigation. So, you know, how those things are impacting Joe Biden, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, there, there's much that I can't comment on. What I can say is I've turned over over a thousand intelligence community documents to John Durham that relate to um, many of the things that predated Joe Biden becoming president. You know, John, it makes you wonder if uh, Joe Biden is compromised and whether he's looking out for his son instead of the American people and projecting at least strength and fighting back and pushing back against China. But uh, thank you for joining me and thank you for your insights and thank you for your you service, bet. John Radcliffe. Good to see you. You look good in Larry's chair. <laughs> thank you. So Joe Biden's starting to sound like... Uh... Rodney Dangerfield, in a way. He gets no respect, but it's not funny. This is something that is really going from bad to worse to even more worse. And that is what we see. Sadly. <laughs> uh, but it could be expected. Some would say he should not be there at all in the first place. Maybe. Who knows? That was up to Congress to decide, but they did what they did. That's the latest for me for now from here. Coming up with a bunch of reports today. This is Mike in New York, and that has been a look at where Joe Biden is currently being cussed out in the world. I think so far only North Korea hasn't really gotten into the act. I wonder if Kim Jong-un will hold a big rally and talk about Brandon. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? This is Mike of New York. Have a pleasant day.